What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Clap Bomb Podcast. This is episode 11, recording on April 24th, 2021. Uh, as per usual, another busy week in the NHL. A lot of big headlines this week. Uh, before we get into anything, I just want to thank our guest last week, Mario. He came on and talked about the trade deadline. So just thanks to him for coming on chatting a bit. And um, yeah, so as per usual, we'll just get right into it. And uh, we didn't, this was kind of a last edition ad, but uh, it's kind of important. Uh, Robin Leonard, who's a uh, goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights, he has always been, um, you know, a pretty big advocate for mental health. And uh, he's been in the news a couple times this week. And uh, I don't actually have the exact quotes in front of me. Eli, I'm not sure if you – you probably know more about this than I can try to pull it up. I, I, uh, um, someone I follow, uh, like, gathered all those t- uh, Twitter – uh, tweets right um the ba- basically what happened is uh robin leonard uh he was in a post-game interview and uh the media asked him a question and instead of like a back and forth between the media he spoke for like 11 minutes straight on his own uh, and just kind of went into a little bit of a speech about um how the league has been uh i don't know basically deceiving the players about um what kind of treatment they were supposed to get in this in this season uh, they were promised. He said they were promised a lot of things, uh, and then basically the NHL, the NHL didn't say he was lying, but they didn't say he was telling the complete truth either. Because I think if he had been, if he was making this up, which Robin Leonard wouldn't go out of his ma- way to make something like this up, um, the NHL probably would have fined him or something. So I just. I saw his tweet about he literally he, he made a tweet uh, a couple I think it might have been yesterday he made like actually four or five tweets yeah there was explain himself there was one yesterday in particular where he said I guess I make things up then or whatever and he yeah, had a like he, his final tweet yeah and he had a oh, graph he tweeted that with the picture right? yeah yeah they had the graphic of the NBA um what the NBA is going through he ba- basically the NHL players were told they were going to get the NBA experience the NBA is like you know they're allowed to see their family they're allowed to go out and eat. The NHL players aren't allowed to do that. So who maybe, made that? Do you know who made that graphic? Was no, it the I'm NHL not. or the NBA? I'm pretty sure. I, I, I've never seen that image before. No, I, I haven't either. That's just like what NHL showed him. Because if that's the NHL showed him, um, I it's the whole situation is complicated. Um, as he's in much different situation than a lot of people, even right. in, in the NHL, because he has experienced these mental health issues. Um, but uh, again, the NHL isn't you know i'm you know employing uh you know cdc workers and trying to work they're trying to work with them but they're not like actively discussing and like these days especially they're just trying to go with what what's already been told and um i think it's kind of unfair to pin this on the nhl saying they lied because if that graphic came out i'm assuming it came out like way before the season started it looked like that was in an email attachment that he got the graphic. So it looks like the NHL sent that to them, to him. Well, I guess all the players, and I guess it was from the NBA, hmm. um, or they might have like made it and just put the NBA because the NBA logo was on it. So I was like, it must have been from them. But yeah, I, I just want wonder like when it came out because there's a lot of stuff we still don't like know about COVID. Like I was trying to look it up and see if like if the, uh, for those who are vaccinated, like if they can still carry the uh, COVID and then spread it like that. I don't think that's quite known yet. I think they're still trying to look that up and try and do research on it. Um, so it's, it's a very complicated situation. And um, at this point, I, in my life, at least I want, I'm almost done with college. You know, you know we're all, we're both almost done. Um, I, I'm, I'm part of like activities at my school. 
um, like marching band and such. And I like I'd like to return to normal. I'm this is my last year, um, and I'm I'm willing to go the extra mile, go another couple of months, and um, you know take my part and wear masks and all this shit. And um, I don't know. I it'd be nice just to see the same appreciation from his, you know his point of view, just saying we're almost done. Let's just especially someone with such a big platform, it'd be nice to just see that, you know, almost there, only got a couple more months if able, if we can get the uh, uh, the target number of like, is it like 70 or 80% um, for a total uh, population immunity? Um, hopefully that happens over the next couple months. Um, I think it's predicted to, at least by, by the fall. Um, but that, that's, you know, just a random prediction. Um, so hopefully we get there, but I like just to see him, you know, advocate for that saying got a couple of months left i know it's been tough and I'm, I'm sure everyone's heard that same message before because that's just what we people need to hear sometimes but that's it's whatever at this point that's you can't people at this point either made up their mind to either follow these uh, regulations or not and uh it'll be nice to, you know to hear just you know keep going right i mean months is, is, it's not your entire life right are the are the restrictions a bit crazy yeah sure like it's it's hard to not see your family i mean i can't really you know i can't i can't say that i understand that because i don't have a family like you know i got like my own family but like it's i, I can understand it. i'm seeing a lot of mixed reviews like i i was on leonard's twitter and some people were saying well using the word lie is a strong word robin because you know the nhl doesn't lie like they're doing the best they can the nhl is taking a profit loss this year like you should just be happy i'm like okay i mean you know, everyone has their own side. I respect the hell out of Leonard for coming out and I'm um, not just this season, but in the past and just talking about, you know, being basically just being brutally honest. We don't see that a lot in the NHL. We've seen that um, a lot this week, uh, brutally, brutally honest stuff. And we'll talk about that later, but um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad that Leonard is, you know, trying to stick to the stick it to the NHL. And um, you know, I also agree with you though. Like, you know, as hard as it's going to be, um, you know, stick it out for a couple more months. And especially for someone like Leonard, who's gone through the mental stuff, like being alone is the worst thing for him. Obviously he can't see his family, but, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, you do have to just stick it out for a little bit longer. Um, cause if you do the chances of things going back to normal are probably greater. Um, I also saw Paul Mary come out this week, uh, of the New York Islanders. And he was saying, um, you know, we have it really easy compared to a lot of people like he was saying that the nhl players have it easier than the average person basically because you know like they get to you know make millions of dollars and um you know you know play hockey for a living and it's just like you know it sucks it, it sucks for them in a way because they don't get to their family but in the grand scheme of things like they're probably going to be fine at the end yeah, of it all. especially because what's the biggest problem with covid19 job security a yep. lot of people lost their jobs there's plenty of restaurants by my uh where we live um and by my college that are just gone yeah like you you know you look up on the phone you see like uh there's stuff still around and then you look up on their phone and it's like oh they're gone they're, right and it's like are they gone gone or just like closed and they're gone right and i think that's the big like yeah i appreciate i know that saying that they you know they just because they make millions of dollars and I, I think it is still a valid point that you know what we're going through is completely different right um we don't make millions of dollars i don't it's kind of a weak argument but it's it's still a valid argument um because we can't a lot of people can't afford to get like peapod 
and you know get food delivered to their house and get you know this top you know like they they're not losing electricity there's lots of people who can't pay bills right um and yeah i understand that especially leonard who's had a lot of uh uh obstacles to overcome mental health wise um which is awesome by the way uh it's it's unspeakable that you know he can achieve that accomplishment and still be you know the per- person he is um it's just it's a entirely different situation and i think it's kind of unfair to make these uh claims that they're lying when especially in a time where we don't really know we don't know everything about covid that's right. just the truth especially with vaccinated people like they're still researching that um and from years on we will still not know everything that you know we still don't know everything about like the flu that's why we released like 40 different flu vaccines like every you know there's just told me is i don't not, you know but every flu vaccine that they come out with every year it's just a different iteration because there's just different many different types of flu and so it's gonna be like that with covid so um it's just it's a very uh strange situation that it's just you can't say they lie because it changes things change yep especially with someone with a huge company that's dependent on these players to play like if vancouver was out for the rest of the season oh boy Oh boy, would they lose right. a lot of money. Right. Um, and you know, I'm glad most of their players, I'm not sure how many are still out or uh at least on the protocol, but um I I'm pretty sure not all of them are back. I don't think so, no. But you know, I'm glad they're winning too. That, that was pretty fun to see them uh kick the Maple Leafs ass. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, we'll get we'll get into that later. Yeah. But so. uh it's it, you have to understand that they are uh paying these players to to make money make the money for them um and um it's a thing you know you just have to give them some credit yeah because they've done a great job so far I think. they honestly have there's there's been a couple outbreaks and i mean obviously vancouver and colorado recently had some games st louis new jersey buffalo i mean there's been outbreaks um but nothing to completely you know cancel the season uh, for any team and uh that's i mean obviously i think at this point there's gonna be another big outbreak like if the canucks have another thing that they just did they're not gonna be able to finish the season um they've already moved the season back as pretty much far as they can so you know yeah he you know robin leonard all the players you know just stick through it again i don't know come october of 2021 october 12th is when they want the season to start um for the 2021-22 season i don't know if it'll be back to normal maybe you know, I'm sure we'll be still we'll still be wearing masks then. You know, like I, I don't know. I I always want to be optimistic, and I think the best way to do that is to just abide to the rules as much as possible. Um, and it's an unfortunate situation. But. Yeah, it's basically the way I look at it is it's just listen to the people who are doing the research. Right. Because there's plenty of people that are doing it. They're definitely no more than you know you or I or the NHL or Robin Leonard. Like. I, I just, you know, listen to them and that's the only way that we're going to get through this and return to normalcy. Yep. So, uh, so don't, don't, don't speed up the process by doing your own thing. Um, soon enough, we'll be able to tell our, our grandkids and all this and be like, yeah, this is tough, but we got through it and, you know, make it into a life lesson and nag your kids about this is, this is what we'll nag our kids about. Like my mom, uh, 
um, keeps saying how she had to walk up, walk like 12 miles to school with like 40 different instruments in her hands and right. the snow. And she always, you know, tells us like, you guys have it easy, like for our kids. We had to go like two years with masks and social distancing and oh boy, right. you guys have it easy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this, it's... Is, this is our, uh, yeah, this, our is, this is our world. Um, but yeah, so best of luck to Robin Lund and all the players dealing with it. Um, you know, and let's just hope everything's somewhat even closer back to normal because I don't think it's going to be back to normal by the by next season. But let's just hope we're in a completely different spot than we are now. But let's move on to uh, the Blackhawks segment. I'll talk about, uh, let's say right now, the Blackhawks suck ass. But Adam Gaudet got a point in his debut, so that was really nice to see. Yeah, seven minutes, and then he got uh, his point, his uh, ass on the bench. Yeah, pretty much. That, and then he hasn't played since, I don't think. So um, I, I don't get it. The moves that Colleton, well, I don't know if it's so much as Colleton or, or Bowman, but um, you know the moves that they made this week are interesting. Uh, they've they've had Dylan Strom healthy scratch twice, which I don't think it was really even really talked about um, that much. And you know, hockey guy, I'm sure you know. Who the, I'm sure anyone who likes hockey YouTube stuff knows who the hockey guy is. He was saying like he's ha- Strom's having a bad season. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't think he was having the worst year. And he's been out with injury, too, and he's had a kid, and he's got all these other things to worry about. But, like, I don't – the hockey guy made him sound like a complete pylon. I'm like, I don't think he's been that bad. Right? He's not been so bad to notice, like, every night saying, oh, wow, that, was, that turnover, What? What's where's his effort? He's not, like, playing a Pierre-Luc Dubois in, in the right. game with Columbus. He's right. still doing the right things, like – would we? I, I don't like necessarily like where the Hawks are taking him. Just um, you know, moving him to winger too. Um, I don't think that's the best move. I think you know, for all these years, Hawks have been looking for that second line center and the third line center. That's been a big point um, to the free agency moves and trade moves. Um, and you, you know, you get Doc, you get Strom, and all of a sudden, you know, you get headlines saying the Hawks have a, a center problems. Like. What the hell are you talking about? Right. You've been complaining about them not having enough centers. And, you know, say, you know, it's not fair to say that ne- either of those guys are really good at the faceoffs. Although I think Doc's future as the faceoff guy is pretty bright. Although I think his, his numbers are one of the least of the main center guys on the Hawks, um, which is, you know, not surprising considering um, his wrist is a pretty, he came back really early for the wrist and right. still might be trying to take it easy. Which, you know, hopefully his, you know, he's fine because I know he got kind of shaken up on the boards yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, and then he was holding the wrist too, so I was like, yikes. Um, my dad texted me like, "Doc is hurt." I'm like, ah, goddamn. But um, it's just shocking because he's not having a bad season. He's not. No, he's not. He's not getting noticed, good or bad. Um, and would I like to see him contribute more? Yeah, but I think he's yeah. signed for another season at three million. I think. I think he signed two years, six mil. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have him for another cost-friendly year. When in, in a year where they don't need to uh, be careful about the cap necessarily. Um, so it's I, I hope they don't trade him. I hope they keep him at no. center or try to groom because he was really good at the dot in Arizona. I think he was above a fifty or just around a fifty percent. So hopefully they can maybe, maybe when Johnny comes back he can uh, try to work with him some more. But that or they just had to get some new coaches 
they're better because they've had problems with the center um, faceoffs for how many years now? It, even through the when they were winning cups, they were having problems, and it's always been a point of focus. Saying, you know, we got Jonathan Taze. Mm, now you don't. <laughs> Jonathan Taze at like fifty to sixty percent. Yeah, I think his high is probably around like fifty-eight, which is incredible. Right, and he's normally taking north of a thousand two hundred faceoffs a year, um, which is awesome. Um, and then you don't have him, and then I think we're at one of the like bottom two, three of the league in faceoff, and. It's obviously noticeable. It's we can't score when we don't have the puck. Yep, it was tough to watch the um, the first national game this week, which I don't think you watched. Uh, did you watch any of it? Uh, no, I watched the first one. I the, first, the, 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 the comeback. Oh, oh wait. Oh Where's... no, not the comeback. There's one before that. Oh, there was. Five, oh, Jesus Christ. Two, I think, or six. Oh, three. oh, the one when they were at at Nashville. That's yeah, right. I think I turned it off after yeah. well, the third no. I was doing some homework. Oh, no, um, I watched that one, and I turned it off probably the same time as you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah. Um, but it, the, in the way that, you know, with Strom being out, they're starting a seven um, um, D-man. And I think that also just what Carlton said about Strom being out, he said it's only part of circumstance with – I think they lost, besides last night, in the last, like, four or five games, they lost a D-man every single game. And then they almost lost a forward yesterday, almost. Um, But Doc came came back pretty quick. Um, But In that comeback game, too, Kane got fucking wrecked (laughs) by a Gabranson. I was like, holy crap. I You know, that did not look fun. So, yeah, no, they're playing against some physical teams, but thankfully they're done with Nashville for the year. Um, But before we even get into that, uh, let's just talk about this comeback game. I, I know you didn't really watch any of it, so I will break it down very quickly. Um, I uh, I was disgusted, uh, just embarrassed for this team in the way that they were playing. They could not get the puck to save their life. They could not clear it out. And then I believe, uh, I think it was 3-1 to one to start the third period in this game. And not even a minute in, Connor Murphy loses his helmet. Then he tries to put it back on while the play is still going on. And his chin strap is right in front. Of, I mean, it looked straight out of a freaking movie. It was just like, did that actually just happen? So his chin strap's right in his face. He can't see where, where the puck or anything is really. He's just skating around in circles, basically. And Nashville, the, the, well, it, was a, it was a national uh, broadcast. So I think it was the Islanders commentator calling this game. He literally goes, Nashville's going to get a goal here they literally called that and they, they scored while Connor Murphy was basically blind. I'm like, yep, that's, that's the Blackhawks season in a nutshell right there. Um, it was, it was quite the sight. And I was about, I mean, I was like, okay, it's a three goal differential right now. I think I'm just going to turn it off, but I didn't, I kept it on. And, uh, I think, he, uh, God, I can't remember who got the second goal, but I know, uh, I know Hannah Strauss got a third goal, if I'm not mistaken. And then Kubli got the fourth goal. Um, I know Cooper got the fourth. I don't remember who got so, it. I think it was a uh, Kalnuck. Oh, Kalnuck. It was, it was uh, um, Kane sent it um, right in front of the, okay. uh, the crease. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, okay. So, and I, and this happened. So the Hawks got, if you don't, if you never, if no one watched the game. Um, it was something else. The Hawks got basically three goals in two minutes. And I'm sitting there and I see the Kalnuck goal going. I'm like, okay, whatever, cool. And yeah, I'm like, good for Kalnuck because earlier in the game, literally, uh, he got Jason Pominville. Kayanuk shot, shot a, a nice 
nice laser top shelf left corner and brett Connolly put a stick in the air and deflect it and what do you do he just stopped it <laughs> it just stopped i'm like great so he just robbed calunak of a goal so it was good to see him get one back um and then the hannah struggles goal goes in and i'm like thank god finally like good for Vinny. like he gets his first goal back with the blackhawks he's been amazing uh i know you're a big advocate of him to stay in chicago oh he's been awesome so much fun to watch um and then i was uh when they uh scored the ot and brandon hagel was like we are the i don't know they said i forgot what he said he's like the the something bros or something i was like ah oh, they have to play together yeah get him get it'd be nice if like i think Vinny can do face-offs but he's like five eight and i don't know if you really want him to um and he's a good right winger i think um, so I don't know if you want to play face off, but it'd be nice to see, uh, see if they maybe maybe like in overtime when or, uh, yeah, maybe in overtime when, uh, you you know you put camp on in the ice and they win it, just take him off and throw three you know those three forwards on the ice. Wow, that that could be something. Yeah, he's been great. So I'm happy to see him get on the board. He also got on the board on the board in last night's game on April 23rd. Um, not that it mattered. It was the only goal for the Blackhawks in that game, but good for him. But um. Yeah, and then Kubelik scores that goal, and my jaw literally dropped. I was like, um, what, what, why? Like, what the national, why? Because, and, and obviously the Hawks went in overtime and won this game. You can say they didn't deserve to win that game, um, and I don't think they did, but the fact of the matter is they did uh, win the game. And uh, that, the Hagel goal was really nice, uh, really nice top shelf, just in tight, couldn't place it any better. Uh, awesome. They were hyped up uh Subban playing you know the game of his life I mean he literally I mean and then he had that Tampa game earlier in the season too when he you know got the Hawks to a shootout and they ended up winning I mean those are those have been his best two games by far um so at least the Hawks um you know you know got him back for that performance but then they come out the next game and just well actually they had more shots than Nashville uh for a good portion of this game um, I wasn't really watching it once it was, a, I, I, once it was two, nothing, I stopped. Cause I was like, you just beat this team in this dramatic fashion, a team that you haven't been able to beat all year. They went seven and one against them or whatever, or how many games, I think it's seven and one. If they, if they played eight games, I'm not sure they actually played eight against them or not. But anyway, they won one game in the season series against Nashville and you, you do in this dramatic fashion and Subban starting again for the second game and they come out and they can't score. And, I listened to Patrick Kane's interview last night and he was like, well, you know, I think we played really well. And, you know, we were just, I think we were playing as good as the, the predators, but we just couldn't get one by him. Maybe Charles was having a great night. I don't know, but I turned it off at two off. Cause I was like, you know what? They're not winning this game. It's not going to, they're not going to do it again. Obviously they're not going to make a three goal comeback or four goal comeback, but like, it was just, it was like, why do I even bother watching this? I know they're not going to make the playoffs. I've been saying it for weeks now. No one believes me. Because, like, it's still a close race. I'm like, no, they've been out of it for a while. Um, but, yeah, that's my little rant. But it was cool, a cool hype game that they had in that comeback game. But I knew it was going to be, like, a, a lone bright spot in the season series against Nashville. That's what is embarrassing. Yeah, I thought about turning the game on. And then so I'm going down and, you know, I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah. And she's like, why don't you put it on? I'm like, they're losing. And then I started seeing them come back, and she's like, "Turn it on now." I'm like, "Well, now I can't. I'm I'm going to be a jinx. I can't put right. the game on." Yeah. And you know uh, that's the only reason why I didn't watch the third. Um, so I'm happy to see the the uh, 
see seeing them come back and it's nice to see but would have been nice to watch it. But yeah, it's nice to whatever. see nice to see Hannah Stroza and Hagel, all those guys, young guys having success. But and Calunox got goals in back to back games too. Oh, well, sorry, no, no, he would have, but the goal was given to Hannah Stroza, my bad. He would have had back to back. But anyway, Kayonuk's been I don't know. I like him. I like him. I like him not like a oh, while. Like I'm not getting super hyped about him, but I think he's um he's better than Sidorov. So <laughs> but anyway, uh but that's not really a hard, hard feat. But anyway, uh a little a couple of little notes about the Blackhawks before I move on to the other news of the week uh Patrick Kane might not get 20 goals for the first time this year um he's got 15 right now and they have less than 10 games uh left he needs to get five goals uh get him some empty netters I mean he's got a couple I think I know he has one against Dallas this year which if you look at the teams that Kane has scored against this year he scored against Carolina both the Florida teams for some reason did not have a goal against Nashville this year if I'm not mistaken unless there was an empty net I didn't know about I don't believe he had a goal against Nashville this year for the first time well, I don't think he even had one against them last year, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, wow, that's impressive. Um, I think Nashville is the only team he hasn't had a real goal on. Now, he does have the empty netter on Dallas. I don't think he actually has like a goal goal against Dallas. Um, so, he, you know, kind of be like, well, it doesn't count. But so Nashville and Asterisk with Dallas are the only teams he hasn't scored on really this year. Um, he scored against Columbus, Carolina, um, well, Columbus when they were good. Um, but – yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be kind of upsetting if he doesn't hit twenty. I know he only needs five, but it, it doesn't seem to be. Um, it's just well, he and he's also been a lot, a lot the last couple of years past first mentality. He just doesn't seem to shoot want to shoot the puck anymore. It's just the last couple of games, and I was disappointed last year when Tay's uh, his streak was gone. Yeah, and that I was, you know. You know, a lot of people's were taken away, but that was it was taken away by the um by COVID. Um, yeah, he, he had twelve games left and two goals. Like ah, that sucks, dude. Right. Him and uh, T- and Kane were are hopefully Kane gets it because I think they're among the top ten streaks or top five or if I'm if I'm wrong, I don't think I'm wrong, but I think they're top five in uh Jeez. streaks of twenty plus goals to start a career. Like that's that's impressive. That that's start. really impressive. I uh, thought I thought Debrinke was going to get you know join the list eventually, but I for you know he only had well right you're right just last year or something. Yeah. Um, well he, he seems to be back. Oh yeah, oh but yeah. It, it was disappointing to see Tay's you know history gone last year, and then Kane Kane's this year maybe right. potentially hopefully not. And look, it's not a huge like it's not a huge deal. It's just like I mean it's going to happen uh, eventually. He's still a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. He's going to have a season with like ten goals eventually. It's pa- even though it's Patrick Kane, it will happen. You know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean if Timo Solani can have a season of thirty-two points and yeah, come back with yeah, there you go. Or something so. Kane Kane can come back from. Yeah, not a not a huge deal, but just kind of upset. It'd be for me, it'd be very upsetting. But for you too, obviously, for Hawks I would fans, be upset, it would just be upsetting. But it's a cool stat to see every year. Um, I think they put up the graphic. I think at least once a year, saying, "Oh, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, climb up this list once more." And um, it's among some great players, you know, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Lemieux, and all these guys. To, uh, I think I know Wayne Gretzky's obviously on that list. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to see who else is on that list and see if see if 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 it does end, you know, how long they last on that list. Yeah, it's just upsetting for me because, you know, I like to make hockey edits. So, you know, I got to get those Kane goals in there. But anyway, uh, no, uh, best of luck to Kane. He needs five. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Get a hat trick. 
anyway. And last bit of news, uh, we've mentioned him a thousand times so far this episode. Jonathan Tays, you know, we know he's been out. Um, you know, he's he's been lethargic, he said. I'm not sure how much mental health plays into it, but he, you know, just took a leave of absence for this season. And, you know, obviously you got to respect that for whatever it is. And he wants his privacy about it. That's that's all good. Like, that's fine. Um, he made, he's made an appearance this year uh, to congratulate Seabrook. Or, um, I think Seabrook on his retirement. So that was pretty cool. And I think Patrick, he also got uh, an appearance for Patrick Kane's uh, 1,000 game. So, um, you know, he's he's not dead. <laughs> that's a good sign. Um, but uh, they uh, during one of the national games, I believe the national one, um, the uh, Darren Dreger of TSN came on and basically said, um, Taze is looking to make a return next year. So that's good news. Um, hope he's up to game speed if that's really the case. But um, as much as I want to see him back, there's no pressure on him. Like, I want him back, but if he can't do it mentally or physically or both, then, you know, so be it. But I'm hoping, you know, it'll be disappointing, especially since he's only like, what, 60 games away from hitting a thousand. Yeah. And only a couple less than 200 points from hitting. I don't know if that's, you know, logical. It'd be nice to see him. And, but as a Hawks fan and uh, someone who um, appreciates uh, just leadership qualities, I think he would enjoy a happy retirement. Right. The best. Yep. So. And knowing him, he'll no doubt be back at the Hawks at some point. Like, oh yeah. Like Marin Hosa will be. I, I I truly believe he will be uh, in the upcoming years. Um, he'll be back. They're both yep. back. And 100% agree. So one of the greatest captains of all time. And uh, you know, wishing the best of luck. Well, get on to the wrestling news this week. Enough Blackhawks talk, I think. Um, but uh, biggest biggest headline that's not Blackhawks related. Uh. 41-year-old Patrick Marlowe, he played in his 1,768 NHL game, breaking Gordy Howe's record for the most games played in NHL history. Um, now, this is a stat line of that night, so I think he's actually had an assist since this game. Um, but leading up to his 1,768 game, he had 566, 566 goals, 630 points, and uh, 630 assists, Jesus Christ, and 1,196 points in almost 1800 games um he was drafted second overall in 1997 he's played and here's a fun little stat he's played with and against more than 38 percent of players in the league uh the history of the league uh, which is roughly uh 3009 players of 8100 so um that's look i actually a lot of criticism about this like well this guy should have like stepped down like this is gordy house sacred record like fuck this guy I'm like this guy's good he's still good like okay yeah okay like not not like you know mcdavid good but like he's not a complete pylon out there like i would put patrick marlowe on defense before i put nikita zadorov on defense anyway um no okay let's not get crazy but anyway no like he's still he's taking care of himself he's done all the right things i don't understand how people can hate that you got to respect it and also do you know why he beat gordy howe's record because he beat gordy howe's record that's it he just just did. There's nothing wrong with it. Anyone could have done it. Nail Yakupov could have done it. What, 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 what happens if he does it? What happens if he becomes this great NHL player and he does it anyway? So I'm I'm not uh, I'm happy for him. And it's also personally just something really cool to see. Like they said Gordy Howes would never record be never be broken. Now they're gonna say the same about Marlowe's. And um, I'm assuming he's gonna retire, but if he doesn't, then he gets to, you know 
get the record even higher and make it even more difficult for somebody. But um, I've seen some comments saying that they think that Marlowe's record can be broken and it will be in the future, which, you know, that's a good possibility it, it will, but I don't, know. It, I don't know. it does make sense just because medical technology is going to get better and skate, you know, people will get faster. Um, you know, soon enough, everyone's going to be as fast as McDavid. Yeah. You know, the way they train and all this stuff, it's going to be unbelievable. Um, you know, you would, you wouldn't have said that people would be as fast as like Bobby Orr and, I mean, they used yeah, like, right. skates and the ice wasn't the same. And now, you know, you have all this stuff and things improve. Uh, things that are not natural become natural in the norm. Um, so, and it's really cool just to see someone get number one. Um, I don't, the, the people who, you know, that's pretty rare. Just, I, I think the only people who you would consider to get number one record is like Keith Yandel with his Iron Man streak, which I yeah, think he's he, about to become number two. Yeah, he's about to beat uh, Unger, Unger, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Unger. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then yeah, uh, Alex Ovechkin potentially passing Gretzky in goals. Yeah, potentially that'd be pretty cool to see when that happens. Um, be pretty hyped. I think everyone should be back. Should everyone should back that? Yeah, um, they should, but some a lot of people aren't. So then maybe McDavid passes something. I don't know what he would strive to pass but I, I don't i if he continues his path he might have a chance at a point record or getting top at least top three in points i don't know i don't know if that's i i hope for he, i hope for me he's he does. scoring at what like near a two point two point yeah, per game at this ridiculous. point that's that's unbelievable I, and of course i think he's going a little more all out this year i mean i don't watch Oilers games i don't i don't have the time right now um so i don't know if he just looks different this year, I'm sure points wise and from all the, the highlights I've seen, he looks too skilled. This guy is too good. Yeah, um, I'm glad the Hawks aren't playing him. Oh yeah, uh, because he there had he already had that uh, background spinorama pass to a dry settle last year, and or is that last year or the year before? I think it was last year. The the spinorama it was tomorrow. It was to Maroon actually of all. Oh, Maroon. It was Maroon. <laughs> oh, that was a couple <laughs> and, years ago then. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but that was embarrassing. I was like, and that was against Keith and uh in uh Seabrook. Yikes. Yep. Yeah, you, th- you think that would never happen, but um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, he can challenge for top at least top. I'm sure, he's at least gonna get top five points. I really least. hope so. I really hope so. Um, I, I love. But I, I don't know if he's gonna get the 2000 plus points that Gretzky has. No, I don't think so. But... Because he was scoring what near, you know, 200 points a season. <laughs> I think his record was what? 215. I think. It was a, it was like, I think it was, yeah. 215. Something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was yeah, like 90 goals that year. Or something, or Unbelievable. Goals or something. So anyway, but congratulations to Patrick Marlowe. It's awesome to break a record like that. Um, and shame on anyone that says it's, it's a bad thing. So. Yeah. It's just really cool to see. Yeah, so we're so um, not going to experience it that often. If someone gets number one, no, and it was also and a really good stat too. That's not a bad stat, right? It's the best thing he's going to get at this rate. He's not going to get a Stanley Cup, not with San Jose if he keeps playing there. So, um, like you said, it's also impressive when he was drafted in, in the late nineties. I think right, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, uh, the, the league hit different. They, that was hard. That was that was you know right, hurt. and he still and he still play. survived. Like congratulations, Patrick. he outlived the Atlanta Thr- Thrashers, man. Like <laughs> he outlived their franchise. Like it's pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, awesome for Patrick Marlowe. 
but we'll move on. Uh, now we're not going to talk about the gold, the Golden Knights. We're talking about a different kind of knight here, Spencer Knight. Um, he made his debut for the Florida Panthers. He's a goaltender. Um, supposed to be the next big thing, kind of like uh, the next big Carter Hart type thing. Just, he just has like in terms of goalies, that's the big name I keep hearing. Like I hear, I hear Hart, I hear Knight, I hear Askarov at times. Like those are the big names I hear in terms of goalies. So um, Knight finally made his debut. And he made 33 saves and a five to one, uh, five to one win against that was Columbus. So, um, which which isn't that hard to do right now, uh, but uh, it's still amazing nonetheless. Um, and Sam Bennett, speaking of Florida, um, his new team, he has looked amazing. Uh, completely d- different player. I mean, he's also playing with, you know, Barkov, Huberto, Duclair. Um, so that that probably helps a little bit, but. Um, I know you laugh at Declare, but Declare is having a an okay year. Um, it's been, he ha- that guy has like the most spin passes this year. Like he has so many spin passes, Declare, uh, that have led to goals. It's uh, kind of impressive, actually. And he also had he's that such um, a weird. Yeah, he's like a he's a streaky you know, player. He'll, he'll pop off for New York, then suck, and then get traded to Chicago. Kind of be okay, you know, and doesn't come back. He'll pop off again. He then he sucks, and then he you know, gets scores, what, you know, how many points last year in the first half and then sucks and gets like two goals in the last 30 games or something. Like he's such a weird player. He's a, yeah. He's a weird player, but he had, he's had an, he's had a great season before. It's been a, it's been a good fit. Um, not in terms of goals, but he's just been a better player. He's, he had an amazing assist this week to just put it through his legs. I think it was just, Oh my God. But, uh, but Sam Bennett, um, I think he's got three or four goals with Florida right now uh, since joining them. And um, yeah, he's uh He's fitting in nicely, and Gusev has a – I don't think Gusev has a goal yet, but I know he has a couple points there. So, um, yeah, Florida, watch out. They're playing pretty well right now. So, they've been playing well all year. But, uh, anyway, nothing too much to talk about with that. We'll go on to the Minnesota Wild. A couple things for them this week. Um, Kirill Kaprizov broke the Wild rookie record for most goals by a rookie in a season. For, for the Wild, obviously. Um, he's – and that what, it was 19 that broke the record. He's now at 21. I think he had two goals last night, including his 20th of the year, which in, included a spectacular move around LA Kings defenseman, Mikey Anderson, just between the legs. Deke takes to the net uh, right side. Unbelievable. You have to go watch the goal if you don't know it, but um, Unreal season from Kaprizov. He's winning the Calder. Now, Jason Robinson of Dallas has made a serious push, but um, it's going to be Kaprizov, which people are going to have their problems with. I've already talked about enough on this on this podcast about why it shouldn't matter. He's he's classified as a rookie. That's the end of it. But um, yeah, unbelievable. I don't know what, if you have anything you want to say about Kaprizov, but he definitely deserves it. I I. I if you're a rookie, you're a rookie. Uh, I think what the re- the record was like thirty year old or a twenty nine year old got the uh, the call there a couple of years. Like now that is a little ridiculous. That's yeah, but after that, I think they trimmed it down to like right. some of like twenty seven ish. Um, and uh, you know, I think he deserves it. He's been. Um, I think there's a little difference between uh, Dallas and Minnesota. Um, well, Dallas, they're not. Like uh, Pat and uh, Eddie of the Hawks keep saying, they are offensively challenged. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many people pick up on that. 
If it's just you I, and I, I swear, if it's just us, I'm so mad. Every time they say that, don't say that. They always pop up for like three or four goals against the Hawks. I hate it. But um, I think Dallas might have a little more so you know, quote unquote, star power, especially even with um, Sagan out, and not maybe not star power, but you know, you got Ben who can do well if he's seems motivated, which I don't know if he seems motivated this year. Um. But then you got some nice players like Rope Hints, which I th- is he playing with Rope Hints? I think he's an underrated piece for the Dallas Stars. Not sure if he's playing with Hints, but um, but yeah, you got some nice pieces. Um, and then in with, I think just the impact that um Kaprasov has had for the Wild. Like we've watched the Wild for so many years as Hawks fans, we are not scared of the Wild. When every time we win the face uh the playoffs against them, we were like, ah, yeah, we got them. Um, and then. Holy crap! He's uh he gives them a certain life. Oh yeah, and a watchability. I think that's what's key about him. Um, that they they were a good team, but now with maybe a couple more pieces, um, maybe if uh, it's some nice uh some uh another another star power or something. I think they might have some cap. I don't know with especially with the suitor and Parise contracts going for another couple of years. I don't know if they right. have any, but uh, if they build around Kaprizov, they may be a legit contending team. I mean, whenever Rossi gets there. No, um, I don't think so, but... um, uh, Who's our goalie? Uh, Talbot and Kakinen are the the, the tandem. I I, I wouldn't Um, trust that tandem to go in the playoffs. Talbot has had some um, experience, but he hasn't had a lot in the playoffs. Um, Especially in a weird year like this. No one knows what's going to go on and how teams will react. Um, so as an inexperienced team, um, goalie wise, I know, I don't, I don't think Talbot has that much years in the playoffs. I know he had uh, the years behind Lundqvist as a. Well, he, I'm pretty, he wasn't he the wasn't he the starter for Edmonton in their run 2017? Wasn't that the, maybe? Wasn't, then they went what, two rounds. They went two rounds, yeah. Almost against they went to the Game Ducks Seven. And game Seven against the Ducks, and they were that was close. It the Ducks to in Calgary, they played. They played uh, the Sharks in the first the round. The Sharks, so. Um, it's it, yeah, I think they just gotta get another goalie piece, um, and maybe some more supporting pieces up um in, on the forward set of group, and then maybe I'm pretty sure they should be able to contend, but I think they uh um they're they're a couple pieces away. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if they get Rossi, uh, who's been having a lot of problems with COVID, um, post COVID, but if they can get him healthy, he gets in that lineup. That's gonna be a really, I would hope, and expect. A really dangerous team. So, uh, also some other Minnesota news: Ryan Hartman, former Blackhawk, former Predator, ew, former almost Dallas Star. Um, he's too busy he, fishing, though. Yeah, he was too busy fishing. Uh, he signed a uh, three-year extension with an AAV of one point seven million dollars. Really nice little contract for him and the Wild. Nothing too risky. A guy that honestly, he's looked great this year. Um, he's, I mean, he's played with Kaprizov, um, so that probably helps. But I don't know. I've, I've liked his game this year. And, uh, you know, I was I was upset when he left Chicago. I, I really was. Um, he uses that little spark, that little – what do they, they always call uh, the physical guys? Water bugs. But he was always that guy. And uh, I'm glad that he, uh, you know, has made it work. He was also a Philadelphia Flyer. I forgot about that. Jesus. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good for him. 
Uh, yeah, especially for a guy that, as a Hawks fan, I was like, I think I was probably talking to you or my dad about this. I was like, this guy is, he might be a next captain. Like, I thought so highly of him. No, you never uh, told me that. And my, my, my brain just had a malfunction, but all right. Well, I definitely <laughs> thought he had, he's, he plays with a lot of heart. Hartman, <laughs> funny. <laughs> Very funny, yeah. But uh, I think he plays with a lot of heart, a lot of grit, which is something you love to seeing. And he can chip in a, some points. Um, and I, I don't know if you remember his first shift. That was one of my favorite. Oh, with the shift. with the hit. Yeah, um, the uh, hit. The Devil's D Man. I forgot his name. He's like a Russian D Man. Um, but that was. I think he had like three hits on that shift, and then was off. And that was one of my favorite first. Uh, because he literally got off the bench, ten, you know, five seconds in, bam. The guy was shocked. Way to make an um, entrance, yeah. But I thought it, it's a great deal, especially for someone who I thought was going to be a future captain. I don't know if it's going to happen now. I don't think so. But, um, but <laughs> maybe future A uh, assistant. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I could see um, it. So we'll, we'll see. But if he keeps it up and maybe you know progresses his offensive game a couple more and maybe becomes like a Tom Wilson type of guy, uh, maybe not. I don't think he's going to be that in your face, but he can definitely play with some grit that Tom Wilson does. Um, he's going to be a nice piece for uh, the Wild. Nice top top nine piece. 100%. So good on him and uh, congrats on the extension. Uh, we'll move on to the Leafs now. Uh, mentioned them earlier. <laughs> wow. Uh, before we get into the big news about the Leafs, let's just start with the slightly smaller but still big news. Um, Zach Hyman is out at least two weeks. Uh, Zach Bogosian is also out four weeks but I'm pretty sure he injured himself, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on the boards. I'm pretty sure that's what caused it. But uh, the Hyman injury is due to an Alex Edgar knee on knee contact hit. Uh, that was in Vancouver's first game back since their COVID suspe- uh, suspension. Um, postponement, I guess. Um, but yeah, they, uh, him and Edgar, Hyman and Edgar collided. Um, and Edgar got a two game suspension for it. And uh I don't know. I don't know. I can't really give my full opinion on this because I don't watch Vancouver or, well, I actually have watched a couple of these games this year, but uh, I didn't watch this one. Um, but I can't give my opinion on it, if he's like an actual dirty player or not, but uh, was it worth two games? Do you think? The league always takes it more seriously when someone gets hurt. That's yeah. normally a pretty big reason why players get you know, kicked out of the game and, you know, get a 10 minute, whatever. Um, as if, you know, the players, because if the player is not hurt, they're probably not getting sent off. But if they get hurt, they're getting sent off and going to get something. So um, league likes to look out for that. And that was probably a big, uh, especially for like a player like Hyman in the, in the market, like Toronto, which he, he's been having a very good season, uh, 30 plus points in 40 something games. Um, so uh, it, the league's looking out for Toronto right now. I guess so. Um, not for Joe Thornton though. He got a no. he got a uh, three thousand dollar fine for a. Uh, oh my God, what was it for again? Was it uh-huh. a uh, was it a hit? I don't even. Or was it an elbow? I don't even know what Thornton did. To be honest with you, I know he got fined. Now I'm gonna have to it's look it up. Interfering. Interference. Jesus. Okay. Um. Again, I think Dangle said that. He, he um he thought Thornton was gonna get a game or two, um in his LFR. So um that's the streak. By the way, we're up to eleven straight. Men- mentioning Steve Dangle in this fucking podcast. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that he was gonna get a, 
game or two and he didn't so um and that that's literally a pocket change for joe thornton so um you know not even a big deal i guess but uh yeah but we'll get into the big big storyline of the week from the Leafs. um so they played against vancouver this week two games in a row i didn't watch the first one i did watch the second one um they lost both those games and it was another steve dangle meltdown kind of like the whole david ayers thing where He's like, they lost to a team that hasn't played in a month. And you, you know, that, that was his like his catchphrase like for the last two videos. But um, I mean, yeah, that is kind of sad, but at the same time, like it's not Van, it's not like Vancouver's Buffalo, and they could definitely be a team like the Leafs if they really tried. Now, was it the Leafs not trying? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, you know, hope he had the great well, Hopey's looked amazing in those two games, like the Hopey that they they signed, they that they wanted. Um, he had the amazing windmill save against Wayne Simmons. Um, but I mean, that second game I had it on and it was a close game. I had, I turned on the third period and then I like went to go do something. It was two to two. And I came back, it was six to two Vancouver. I was like, what the fuck happened? I was gone for five minutes. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a little embarrassing that that first game or the, the second game actually that, uh, they lost. Uh, actually, funny enough, uh, it was played on April 20th, and it was Vancouver's 69th win all time against the Leafs. Nice. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – I mean, they were on a five-game losing streak, and obviously they broke that uh, with their win against Winnipeg. It was 5-3 win against Winnipeg, and Nick Foligno made his debut in that game, got himself a point. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – is that a red flag for the Leafs? I, I don't know if it's a red flag. Um, I have a lot of faith in the Leafs to go far. I do like Matthews and their uh, four group. Um, but I, don't, I think it might just come down to them not – them underestimating how how much, you know, steam the Canucks were going to come out with, you know, especially them being out for as long as they were. Um, so maybe just some underestimating of, of on their behalf. Uh Maybe it's concerning. I, I wouldn't put too much thought into it, though. They've been having a great year, um, and it's normally it's normally the games like this that surprise the team and catch them off guard. Is I, th- I think it's more often than not embarrassing games like this happen. Um, so at least it, it you would expect a, at least a close game, and maybe right. say that's a victory for the Canucks to be a close, but for them winning, it's you know good for them yeah i know it's a great thing for them that first game uh horvat had the uh, ot winner um you know amazing moral victory emotional victory for the team you have to you have to love it you have to respect it a team that has clearly been going through the motions uh with covid and just all these other things and um they didn't even really want to play yet and they go out there and they win that's awesome for them so you have to love it and it's always fun to make fun of the Leafs because uh you know they get too much coverage anyway so it's fun when they uh, again made fun of but I do like the Leafs anyway but I'm not really the point so um good on Vancouver uh I don't think they make the playoffs but um I mean a couple weeks ago I was saying that they should fold and uh just close the season out and I don't know they came out and made Toronto look really silly so good on them uh we'll move on Couple signing, a couple more signings and extensions. Uh, Alexander Holtz of the New Jersey Devils signed his three-year ELC, so gotta love that. Um, and Arizona defenseman Ilya Lubushkin, our guy Lubushkin, uh, he signed a one-year, one point five thirty million dollar extension with the Arizona Coyotes. No risk. They seem to like him. 
Uh, you seem to like him in NHL, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's, he's our guy. Yeah, he's, he's our guy. guy, so. And something funny with the Holt signing that I think is funny. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, someone tweeted at the Devils. Um, oh, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so funny. They're like, Air, uh, Jersey Devils, sign this guy. You need him. And then they respond with, we can't. Uh, he's right. not, we, you can't bring him up. He's not under contract. And then a couple of weeks later, or whenever it was, they like, they signed him, and it's just kind of funny looking at that now. I mean, like, they 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 roasted, that tweet wasn't necessary. They roasted that man. It was though. pretty funny. They roasted that man. They were like, "We can't sign him," um, and then they like roasted him for taking like mirror selfies or something. It was fantastic. It was just so uh, funny because they they like used such a professional like uh, wordage too. They're like. We, we are contractually not available to bring him up or play him. Or if I can remember, I can't, can't remember completely, but it was just really funny to see. And then them roasting, th- those accounts are so funny. Like them oh, and yeah. the, the Canes are pretty the Canes, good. Yeah. Uh, the Canes congratulated Patrick Marlowe. I forgot to mention they congratulated him for being a Canes legend, uh, which I'm not sure. That was in a, a, a response, like a, a comment section, right? Uh no, it was, it was an actual it was an actual tweet. I think they had a they had a photoshopped image of uh Patrick Morrow in a Canes uniform. And they were just like congratulations to the Hurricanes legend, which I'm sure people understand the joke. But if you don't, well, that's too bad. But um, oh, here's a tweet by the way from the Devils. Uh, so it uh this is a this was a different one actually. This is not I think this is the one that I was talking about. Um, this guy replied to the Devils. He said, "How about scoring?" playing defense no it's okay at least you have memes because the devils do that so then they posted a picture of this guy lifting weights and he it said your tweets hold as much weight as you do and it was like and he had like he had like nothing on the bar not that i have any room to say anything because i can't lift for shit but um it was just that was just really awesome i love that so uh uh yeah you gotta love that um what what'd you send me here uh was the tweet saying that uh or instagram uh, post saying that Sidney Crosby has become the second player in NHL history to go point per game in each of their first 16 seasons. So that's a pretty cool little stat that I didn't just want to throw in there, but but we can, I guess. Huh. Um, so, uh, he's, uh, he's really good. I would wow. not expect that tweet, uh, that, uh, the stat, though. I was not expecting it. Um, Especially with the amount of injuries he's had, but I guess that kind of makes sense. So he's at Oh, okay. So he's already okay. I, I got it now. So yeah, he's already, yeah, he's, he's already scored he's, it enough. He's, he's already scored past fifty six points. Okay, there yeah. we go. Took my brain a minute there. You might notice me yawning. I am so tired. I stayed up all night making a Jonathan Taze video. So, um, but anyway, uh, I'm sure you want to talk about this next point here. Um, this is your thing, for sure. Oh yeah, uh, Roberto Luongo officially named Team Canada's GM with Shane Doan being the assistant GM. Um, I think. Especially with how because I think Luongo is a pretty smart guy. I think no one can deny him being a smart hockey man and an absolute um, beauty. Absolute but beauty. and I think it's not hard to assemble, especially you know I think getting the right coach is probably his key um, position. But I think there's a couple coaches that's pretty uh, easy picks. Um, but I think it's it, I. Th- I also don't think it's that hard to assemble Team Canada just because the sheer number of elite talent you're going to have. Like, no matter what, you should have elite talent on scratched. Like, that's how unbelievable Team Canada is. Right. Um, uh, and so, it, 
And then, it's, but it's weird seeing Shane Doan as assistant GM because you would have thought maybe they would have tried to get someone with some experience in this position to maybe guide Luongo. Um, and maybe it'll, it, with an experienced guy who he can learn from, he could have used that experience to kind of build his resume because I know this is what he wants to do in the uh, you know upcoming years. But I don't. I think this doesn't necessarily help him um, because he can't really learn from Shane Doan. Shane Doan, I think he's been helping with the coaching or something with Arizona. I think he's been doing something, but nothing like GM. So if if Luang, I think no matter what, it's going to be success because Team Canada should, you know, obviously be top top two or three. Um, as a USA fan, I cannot say top one because they're going to lose. Canada, you know, US is just awesome. We got Kane, um, but that's a different video. Um, it's I, I just would, would have thought they would have tried to get someone with some experience that Luongo, Luongo can build from. Right. And I'm sure Shane Doan was not someone that Team Canada represent, you know, owners didn't discuss with Luongo. I think Luongo also had saying, you know, I like Shane Doan and, and I think he would be a nice assistant, um, which is kind of weird um, because I think he would have been able to build his resume and build his credibility better. But um, I, I, I think it's a great, good pick regardless. 100%. We love Bobby Lou. Awesome uh, goaltender, but also awesome personality off the ice. So great. Uh, it's great. Also that, that Crosby um, getting, he got his 56 point. I'm assuming of the year that, I mean, obviously it's his 56 point. Uh, he got it on an empty net in today's game against the Devils with like a, a second left. And uh, it was also his 20th goal of the year. So yeah, just a great way to go, go ahead and do that. So um, uh, well, well, stroking off Crosby, but anyway, uh, we'll move on uh, very quickly. Vegas and Colorado are the uh, first two teams of the year to clinch playoff spots. Um, Vegas is 16, six and one, their last 23 games and Colorado, they're actually playing right now. They're winning two, nothing against the St. Louis blues. Um, they are 17, one and two in their last 20 games. So, um, no surprise though, the first two to, um, clinch. I really hope we see a playoff series between these two it would be unfucking believable. Um, McKinnon's already got two points against the, it's like, I like got a 40 game point streak. Like what the hell, man? I swear McKinnon gets an assist every game. Um, unbelievable. He's, if anyone's going to pass Kane right now, uh, for the points race, uh, I think it's going to be McKinnon. Uh, well, I mean, obviously Crosby could do it too, or Marner or Matthews. I even can fucking do it because I don't think Kane's holding on to what. Let's see, Kane. It, oh, Kane's tied with. It's over. Kane's tied with Matthews and Marner with 58 right now. Marshan at 57. McKinnon at 56. But I'm, I believe that's now 58 because he's got two assists so far today. It, Kane's not staying in the top three, which is such a shame. But it it, it just hasn't been. I mean, the Hawks just can't score. So not really so much as on Kane as just. We can't score, but anyway. I think it just also goes to show that Kane is such a – he, at least the beginning of the season, he was just that much of a beast. He's got two teammates at one and two and another two teammates at um, three, uh, f- four and five. Yeah. And then yeah. and then you got, you know, some uh, – the other players besides maybe Artemi Panarin all have legit teammates. Yeah. Um. So that top ten is filled with – players getting help and i would say probably tatcha kane and, and artemi are the only ones that don't really get much help right um, so i think shifley has you know connor wheeler's the bois wheeler whoever he's yeah, playing he with it, yeah um, connor yeah 
Um, you, gotta love, you gotta love seeing Panarin up there. You gotta love that. I love Panarin. It makes me sad every time I see him. God, I wish he was still. Imagine alive. if he hadn't taken that break. He'd probably be in the sixties at least. Probably. He's. I really hope he. He pops off for a second. You know, top three in one of these one of these uh years. Oh yeah, give him the heart, heart Temmy, heart Temmy Panarin. Oh, that would be hot. Uh, but yeah. So congrats to the. Colorado uh, Avalanche in the base Golden Knights. I hope you see a playoff series. Uh, it'd be amazing. Spawning um, some Blue Jackets news. Uh, I don't have the Elvis thing in there. We'll, we'll get to Elvis. Uh, but very quickly, Max Domi uh, was a healthy scratch for two straight games. I don't even, it might have been more than that. Um, and then I think this record is different now. Uh, I think it's even worse than I have it in the notes here because uh, I think they played some more games since I wrote it down. But uh, when I wrote this down, Columbus has been 2 13 and 2 in their last 17 games. What the fuck happened to Columbus, man? Well, I think we know the answer is John Tortorella, but what the fuck happened to Columbus, man? Like, oh my God. Just a, they were the Hawks, like, they were just the Hawks whipping boy. I'm sorry, the Hawks were their whipping boy. Did I say yeah, that right? Cam Atkinson. Yeah. Cam Atkinson, the Hawks the killer, as, as you like to call him, the Hawks killer trademark. And then, um, as I did the math, Line A had like 10 million points against them this year. Yeah, he seems to get multi-point game every time, and snipes a nice one or does a nice move, and yeah, he like they like playing the Hawks for some reason. Yeah, um, at least to get points. But yeah, they were a playoff. It was them and the Hawks basically pushing the, each other out of the fourth spot for like three weeks, whatever it was, and then Nashville got hot, and now Dallas is going to have a real chance here. Except they just laid an egg against Detroit, but um they have a real chance. They have games in hand right now that they need to win and they could, the hockey guy even said he sees Dallas going to the playoffs. I'm like, are you sure? Cause Nashville is still, I don't know about that, but, um, but yeah, I just, what the hell happened? And uh, the person asking that question more than any of us is Elvis Merzlikin, who in a very candid post-game interview this week, basically said he's tired of, of uh, losing. He's embarrassed by it. Um, he wants to delete the season uh, basically just. And then someone asked him like, well, like, how do you feel like your teammates aren't really able to put it in the net? And he's like, well, I don't play forward. How do you expect me to know the answer to that? So he was just like, he's just not happy. And I don't blame him. Um, will we see him out of this, out of the league, uh, out of the league, out of the, the Blue Jackets this offseason? Maybe. Um, I know they're going to have problems with the goaltender position because they've got like 8 million allocated to that, um, I think, or something like that. Maybe it's 6 million. Um, but uh, they got some money into uh, Corpusalo. Yeah. So, Man, I feel bad for Elvis because he's uh, he got a, he's got such a bubbly personality. Kind of, you know, he had the little he has, he's the guy that does the guitar celebration, uh, or he did the guitar celebration when you know yeah, was, when they were winning. Well, yeah, happy times. <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's, I don't know what happened, but we I feel like we mentioned John Tortorella every episode of just how he needs to go. Um, because I think what he happens with Tortorella is he gets to a team. Okay, look, he's won a cup with Tampa. Um, so it works sometimes. Um, he gets he gets to Columbus, and this team turned around. Even Nick Foligno said, like, look, maybe we didn't see eye to eye and everything, but him and I have a great relationship, and he taught me a lot of things, and we learned a, learned a lot from each other. Like, he's a great person. Um, again, not really ever saying that he was a great coach, per se, but, um, but he's like, yeah, I know. He, he's, uh, he's a great person, and I think when he gets to teams, things get better. They turn around, and then it just, it just dies out. It just seems that, that seems to be the pattern with him. And I think it's just time for him to go shape a new team. Maybe go to a Calgary. Um, I, I, I know Suter's there 
or Sutter, but um, I think Torch and, would probably be a better coach than Sutter at this point. Yeah, I'm out of the out of, uh, out of this for a while. Yeah, or so, at least out of, out of the NHL. I think he was in the AHL coaching for a little bit. He might have been. But um, I think he. I think he has the record for amount most wins or games coached. Or, or bring it. Well, you know, it'd be funny. You know, it'd be funny. Put put for it all in Buffalo. Let's see how that one. <laughs> see how that one would go. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if that'd be so bad because I think the main downfall of uh, Blue Jackets is that the management didn't talk to him. Like you can clearly see, it. Max Domi and Patrick Laine weren't weren't Tortorella's players. Yeah, um, they don't play defense. They just don't. Um, yeah, that's his that, problem. Max Domi plays a little more defense, but he's not. They're not two-way players, and you can't force a guy who his knack was scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. You can't right. force him to change his entire game because that's what he's trying to do. That's his um, thing. That's and at least thing. Pierre Luc Dubois played a little bit of a two-way game. Um, but obviously he just didn't like. That's kind of the opposite of Nick Foligno. He just didn't like his personality and say, "Get me out of here." Um, so maybe with a team like Buffalo, he can have a you know a completely new team and just build from there. Although I, I as a I I doubt they a hire him. Fan, I would not want him. I think, yeah, uh, no. they, I think they definitely keep a uh, Granado. Don, Don Don Granado. I yeah, think his name is Don. Don. Yeah, it's Don. Yeah. Uh, he's he's I think they've played they've in I think. I think Buffalo, I saw Buffalo stats just beat Boston. <laughs> Buffalo had uh, with Don Granado, they have more or the same amount of wins, or I guess one more win than what they uh, in like ten less games than they did with the other coach. Oh Jesus Christ! It's like Don Granado has turned the team around, even though it, they don't look like a playoff team, but they are winning again. Yeah, they they just not, beat not Boston. Like um, 20, 20 wins to like three losses or nothing like Colorado. Right. But, they are winning again with Don Granados showing promise. So right, yeah, they, they just beat Boston. They Taylor uh, Taylor Hall scored against his former team in that game. They, <laughs> they they lost obviously to the Sabers, but he got a goal against them. It was it was a bad goal though, like bounce off a defender. But anyway, it was uh, that was funny. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a rough ride. That's Torrell's thing. He likes to just make players what they're not, which I don't get it. But all right, and um, I, I mentioned that you should go to Buffalo because uh, there was a report earlier in the year that um the old coach uh, Kruger, if a drill got done incorrectly, they didn't even redo it. Like they just kind of laughed it off. And I would just like to see John Tortorella flip his shit. If the drill was done incorrectly and like the players are laughing it off, like that's, I just, I just want to see what happens. Like he makes the news, John Tortorella beats player with own stick. Like, I don't like, yeah. I was just like, I don't know. It just, it's um, gonna be the more violent version of uh, the Calgary coach throwing a stick. Yeah. Throwing the, his, the crowd. Chucking the, it. The, the, yeah. The stands. Yeah. Goldson. So. But anyway, uh, so yeah, speaking of the Blue Jackets, they are also eliminated from playoff contention along with the Sabres and the Devils. No surprise there. Um, so, yeah, it's not even really newsworthy, but it happened. So, um, rip. But uh, the last bit of news before we get into some more personal topics, uh, Red Wings related, um, which <laughs> surprisingly, not, they're not knocked out yet. Uh, because Jake Verana had a four goal game carrying their ass um, right now. They're not knocked out of playoff contention yet, but it, it's going to happen eventually here, probably the next couple of games. But uh, Tyler Batuzzi, um, Franz Nielsen, and Dylan Larkin all out for the Red Wings for the rest of the year. Um, but Jacob Verana said, Fuck that. I'm going to score four goals against Dallas. And the last Detroit Red Wing to do that was uh, Anthony Manta, the guy they traded to get Jacob Verana. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, 
uh, Anthony Mantha scored those four goals against Dallas, just like Jacob Verona. So um, creepy, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Verona's looked great. He had his first goal against the Blackhawks. So was, uh, as a Red Wings, so that was great. Um, I just like how it was. Uh, I saw in the comments on like Instagram of the post on uh, NHL, they're like, "Have fun, Detroit. He can only score breakaways and and." Uh, I don't know if that's true. I, yeah. but his is a uh, one nice. His a uh, hat trick was a breakaway. It was, and that was like his nicest of the four. As somebody that's edited Verona, he does have a lot of breakaways. But but that's but not bad. He has not good a bad speed. Yeah, he has good speed. Not. He has a nice shot, close in shot. Since no. he's done that plenty of times. To like just go like top top cheese on the goalies from in close. Um, there was another, uh, oh my God, I had another, I had another point about that. Mantha's look good for the Capitals, by the way, we know that already, but, um, there was a point I, I was making about bringing up the Verona thing and it's gone. So, um, I guess we're just going to scratch that. Yeah, probably. Oh man. All right. Ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for the news of the week. Um, and we just wanted to end the segment with a little more personal, uh note because we don't have a guest this week so we were just going to take that time to talk about some some other stuff um and the big one this week uh we're talking about nhl 21 um obviously that's a video game so this isn't a first world problem or anything but it's something that uh well as peter griffin would say it grinds my gears okay and um yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get my little rant about it so the reason we're bringing this up because i was all this week i was um, talking to Eli about MLB 21, the show, uh, because if you know anything about me, I grew up playing baseball and uh, I, I had an Xbox 360 growing up and legitimately the first game I ever got for the Xbox 360 was MLB 2K11. And I played the ever living shit out of that game. And then uh, I took a break, didn't get MLB 12. And then 2K13 comes out. And I say to this day, as a hockey fan, not, I don't even really like baseball anymore. MLB 2K13 was the best sports game I have ever played. I loved that game. It was perfection. Besides, I don't think I had home run derby. Other than that, it was perfection. And uh, and then they take it away from the Xbox after that game. They did not make another. They did not make any more 2K games for the Xbox. It became a strictly PS. Uh, a PlayStation game. And then finally this year, they announced that they're bringing MLB back to the Xbox, except it's going to be the show, which the show is always the PlayStation version. And because the show has been out for a long time, even during the 2K games. And I only thought they were like the same game. I only thought the show was like, it just meant like you got like, um, like different, like maybe you got like legendary teams or something. I didn't think the show was a completely different game, um, but it is. And so this is my first time playing the show I have for the Xbox One. And I have been marveling about it to Eli all week, about how much I love it, how everything is so much better than NHL. Um, I've even said that the soundtrack alone for MLB The Show 21 is better than the last four NHL game soundtracks combined. The last soundtrack I actually enjoyed from the NHL games was NHL 17. I've, I've hated the rest of them anyway. Um, I've just been marveling about it. Uh, just their customizations, the, the realism, the modes they have. We haven't seen Winter Classic mode in NHL 21 in years. And 
I think the last one was NHL Legacy Edition. And it was still the 2012 Winter Classic. NHL Legacy Edition came out in like 2015, 2016. So the point of me bringing this up is that it, it honestly seems like EA doesn't care about their game. And uh, so I'm going to let Eli come in and take his uh, point about it. Uh, so it's curious. Um, I know the the guys who make this uh, the big show are uh, PS4. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I remember the thing I want to talk about oh, before yeah. we go on. I was going to ask if you saw Ponick's goal, his first goal with the Red Wings. I think I, I think I saw it, but then I just kind of brushed it off because it's Richard Ponick. He like you know shoveled it on his backhand and went flying in the air and just <laughs> landed right next to Hudobin and rolled in. So I was like, great, Richard Ponick's got his first goal at the Red Wings, former Blackhawk. That's great. Anyway, that that, that was it. That's it. So anyway, go on. <laughs> okay. It's um, but yeah, so uh, the PlayStation, um, the big shows uh, run by PlayStation guys and. Um, the only reason why it's for Xbox is that I think either the MLB or someone kind of demanded, like, we want to bring it to the Xbox. And now the Xbox is kind of, you know, saying, ha, we're going to put it on our, uh, on our uh, $1 or couple do- bucks uh, game pass and just give it for free, basically. Right. And it's kind of funny in that sense. But um, it's just, uh, I-, I thought about it. And just because how great this game is, uh, I it- and the amount of shit, madden and nhl have been getting oh maybe it's this is the start of something for the nhl um higher up saying you know we can probably make more money get people more hyped because i don't think there's been hype for madden or nhl game since um they moved over to the new gens um you know moving away and um you know legacy was gonna be the last of the nhl uh on the xbox 360 great and that was that was pretty hype i mean I, i i got i had the one at that point um so i never had the three uh the legacy yeah but i know you had a good time and you, oh yeah every, every time i would be playing you're like okay so uh what's the updated stats for you know this so yeah much- I, I had to ask you yeah i think uh one of the players was uh what's his name uh the columbus hawks prospect that failed um dano dano marco dano um so that was one of the players you're asking and it's kind of funny but um they, they brought Panarin in that game like last minute too i was like oh my god Panarin's in there. uh yeah but um yeah you would just like make your own players be like yeah they're in the game now <laughs> I, I just love that game because it was so buggy like i could I, I would shoot the puck bar down and it would just bounce it would go through the net like it was great and now we hate nhl 21 because of the bugs and i mean it's probably partly because it's this is probably, besides um, maybe like Cyberpunk, this is probably one of the most buggy games I've played. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it, and at least Cyberpunk creators owned up to it, and they're like, we'll, 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 we'll fix it. We'll fix it. And now it's actually a pretty decent game. And NHL, you have like all this fucking, you know, stupid bugs that's like ridiculous. And like, I, I'm a big franchise mode guy. Like, you couldn't scout players for the draft. It was so dumb for, like, the first month. And yeah. I've kind of since, you know, kind of gotten off of franchise mode. But um, it just makes me curious, like, how long does it take till um, – I don't know I'm sure about the NFL. They kind of put money into it, but for the most part, they definitely don't put as much thought and money into it like the NHL does. Because, you know, they hire Nash or probably pay him lots of money to, you know, broadcast these tournaments for 
you know, a million dollars, a couple of hundred grand. And obviously they care about this game and they care about expanding the game, which right. is probably the most important thing because expanding the video game is probably how you connect to a lot of other sports fans. Because, you know, a lot of other sports fans will see it and they're like, oh, we'll try it. They have fun and they'll pick up the NHL and get more revenue just by, you know, buying jerseys or whatever. Um, so it just brings up the question, like, how long does it take for them to say EA is not not doing well? So maybe they have a sit down with EA or I thought maybe if, if it's going to happen, I would say within the next couple of years, um, maybe two or three years, that something will happen or we'll get an announcement. But uh, if, if, it, if they don't do it by then, I don't, I don't have any hope in NHL changing it away from EA or at least bring back 2K or something. At least just bring someone else into the equation. Give us an option. Like, that's the very least I want, um, just because the bugs in 21 are so irritating. Just interference, like, too. Interference is such a big one. Like, what constitutes is interference? <laughs> what doesn't? And then the holding. There's Hold actually it. holding in the game that we found out the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, we found out. Um, it's wow. just so irritating, and I just want an option. Give me an option, and I will not pay EA. And although I think that kind of makes it hard for – and NHL to uh, broadcast these tournaments, but um, I just hope that maybe, you know, especially for these two games that EA's making, Madden and NHL, and the amount of shit they've gotten from both fans, fan, from both fan bases, um, I hope both of the NFL and NHL take notice and say, EA, this is either your last one or whatever. We need a top-notch like eight and a half to 10 star game. Um, because this game, I would probably say like, I don't know, six. I mean, look, it's a, it's, it's the best we're going to get. Cause like, I don't want to play like some stick hockey game. No. But, I mean, it's just, it's more of like, it's the gameplay. Like, honestly, it's improved. I like the deeks that are in there. I like the skating, like the skating is much nice. Like you can, you can see like from like, because, I mean, I've only been on the Xbox One since 2017. Um, and you can see the progression in, like, the skating mechanics and, like, how players receive the puck and stuff. Like, some of – and some of it's gotten really nice, and that's great. And um, – but it's what they lack. Like, they like they, – they had the – all the right goal songs in, I think it was 17 or 18, and then they just dropped them all. They got rid of the NBC scoreboard, but that's just because their contract ended with NBC, and NBC's going to be gone anyway. But I'm like, that was depressing. They got rid of Doc Emmerich. You know, it's like now they got this Vancouver radio guy as the main guy, James Sibalski. Like, great, thanks for that. Um, but I see Pierre Maguire and that'd be fun. But um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's you know it's what they lack. I uh, I don't they, they lack Winter Classic mode. They lack moments, which MLB the Show has. Which if you don't know what moments are, it's they take a a really cool moment in recent history and they put you into that game. And you get to try to recreate it. It's like a challenge, basically. So yeah, like, it's like a the, in that, the you know the twenty thirteen situation of the Hawks. You know yeah. they needing to score two goals in the yeah. last two minutes or a minute, and you know try to do it. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. That's get, it. Like, scores. And it's, just, it's, yeah, it's just kind of a fun little mode. And so they're just lacking all these things. The, the goal songs of somebody as me that is a big goal horn guy. It's really depressing that Chelsea. Had, I think. Well, actually, I think Chelsea Dagger is in twenty one. No, it's not. No, Chelsea Dagger isn't. The only one that has a legit song is the Rangers. They have their their team's goal song. That's it. Some of the goal horns also aren't accurate, 
Now, it used to be really bad. Like NHL 15, the Blackhawks goal horn was the devil's goal horn. <laughs> they, they couldn't get that one for some reason. They just, it was like, I don't know how it was copyrighted or, or something. I didn't even know a goal horn could be copyrighted. But um, yeah, so I think for the most part, the goal horn's accurate, but some of the pitches or the blasts or whatever, they're not, they're not right. Um, but then, yeah, the, the Rangers, the only ones that have their actual little song. It's just like, man, it's, uh, I don't know. And, and the crowd isn't as accurate as MLB and like, um, so it's just so stagnant. Like, yeah, you can't, you don't want to do too much to the crowd because you're playing the game. Right. Right. But having like the same people go like, yeah. And then sit back down. It's just, it's kind of lackluster. You're not really you can do much more to like immerse the gamer into playing the game and be like, Oh, especially like in, in the playoffs, try and make it, you know, some more hype. Um, if you're playing like playoff edition or playoff mode or whatever. Um, and I, I just think besides the bugs, the most um, irritating part is that they don't care about the fans. They don't play they care don't. about the gamers. They don't care the about NHL, the rosters. The NHL likes that. to pay, you know, with, you know, they're helping EA. They are helping EA by having these tournaments. I don't think the Madden does that and the NFL, don't, they don't do that. Um, I think um, they do. Maybe, but it's not, not because I follow, I'm a Bears fan and I follow a lot of the NFL. They don't, they don't advertise it no, that much no. on like the official NFL Instagram. While NHL, they'll do that. They'll like do it on TV. Is like every now and then my dad will be watching hockey and he's like, Eli, they're, they're, they're you know, they're having a tournament on TV. You want to watch? I'm like, no, no, not really. No, that's, that's <laughs> stupid. I don't want no. these guys win money for something. I can, you know, I'm not that good of a, you know, NHL, play, you know, 21. No, we, we would get cream. We, we, we would get well, it's still like, I, I mean, it's not that entertaining when you go cross crease every goal yeah. um, because you need to in that situation because you're playing for money. But um, it's just irritating because they don't listen to the fans, um, especially with the, what you're saying that the big show has like roster updates. Like, oh, yeah, there's a so feature in... and then in NHL daily, you'll, daily, you'll have uh, uh, what's uh, a Caulfield sign and he won't he won't get into the game for a couple weeks yeah and you have uh the the, the Zajac trade and you know that's a decent trade that that dress you know two players two players adding to their top nine you think that they would update it right no no and they when they do they the, the, when they do the jersey numbers are wrong so you have to go in and fix it yourself um then it doesn't change online which mode. you just have to play with online rosters right and look I don't Especially like okay on trade deadline day, I can understand if they're not updated the, like the next day because like obviously yeah, but even after that update, Caulfield wasn't in. The no, game. no, that Do you that's, know how that's hyped everyone it was for Caulfield. Like I know right. he wasn't playing in the NHL, but no, that's like, a problem. At least getting him in the A is like yeah, and now he's you know I think still on taxi squad. I think right. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. going down. So technically he's on roster, but so yeah, no, it's a um, problem. I wouldn't expect them to have it the day after the trade deadline, like a big day like that. But because um, because we don't even know every player's new number necessarily right away, so I can understand that. But in terms of like a like a weekly minor trade, you can't get that update. Like that, the show literally has live rosters, which means if there's a game that specific day, you open up the game, it will have the lineups in order, the batting order correct. It will have everyone on the field in the correct position. It will have the correct starting pitchers. Um, you don't have to do it. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to substitute anything or, or set it up. It's all set up for you. 
and even even knows when games are actually being played. I could open up MLB The Show and there's like a Cubs game on and it's like three to one. It will display that on the game. And it's like jump in and play. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. That's, that's unbelievable. so cool. Um, and and like they just, they just don't give a shit. No, I don't I don't know if it's because they're, they 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 subsidize their their uh, their EA group for NHL and because of COVID. But even before that, they were you know losing game modes and and losing moments and you know winter classic games and um because I can for sure say that roster updates are. 30 times less than they were last year. Oh yeah. Um, so maybe that's kind of why, but even then they don't update them as much as they could. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's really irritating to because I know it's irritating for to like, because whenever they do they they announce on like the Instagram page, like here's some new players that we've updated up one or two points. And it's like, okay, just do it more because there's always little roster moves. Um, and it'd be cool to see, like, you know, Tanner Caro is out of the lineup, and then he checks back into the lineup. Because we love Tanner Caro. He's our, he's our guy for Dells. Love Tanner Caro. Um, but it's just irritating. It's nice to see that the big show, they, they care about them. They, just that alone, they care about their players. They put effort into the game. They, and, I don't know, there's just a lot of things and EA can do better that they're not. Yep. They they can put money into it. They are we are paying them sixty new dollars to play a same game that we've already had. We're paying for roster updates. It's so irritating that we're doing this and they're doing this little effort. They can also, put some money into it. Is it so much to ask to be able to get to wear those practice jerseys that the teams wear? For if you ever play like free skate, like why can't we wear practice jerseys? Like that make it feel so much more realistic. Cool. Why also why can't we choose what jerseys we wear? Why can't we choose what team? Because like in MLB you can set up a custom practice. I don't even think you can. I, I'm pretty sure. Which that's a, that is one problem MLB. If you practice mode, I'm pretty sure you can't play against your own team. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure because I play practice mode. I'm pretty sure like if I if I want to play as the Cubs, and I want to go against the Cubs starting pitcher and batting practice. I'm pretty sure I couldn't. Um, but you can play as you have to, you have to, so you have to pick any other team basically. So if I want to do a batting practice. I had to play against the White Sox or whatever if I was the Cubs. Um, but it's really, really custom. Now I'm pretty, you can't, you cannot choose what time of day it is, I don't think, or like what jerseys you wear. But it's still better than what the NHL does. So I wish there was a little bit, oh, just a little more, more realism. The fighting mechanics not great either. Just so many things. We would be here all day if we talked about it. So it's probably best that we move on. <laughs> um, but long story short, they should at least have a discussion with the EA. Tell them we demand new effort. We demand that you care about this project because we care about the NHL. I think, in my opinion, for the most part, they do care about the viewers and fans. They could do better um, because obviously, they if the game was expanding to you know higher markets, they would do better. I think e, uh, moving to ESPN is probably. Uh, the next step towards expanding the market, but they, I think for the most part care about the viewers and fans um, because they, they've like, I was watching a, a, there's a video about the bubble from the playoffs last year showed up on my YouTube. I'm like, ah, I'm not doing anything. I'll watch it. And those people wanted to immerse the fans as much as they want, as much as they could. So the NHL does care. And I just hope they at least have a sit down conversation with EA saying care as much as us. Do more 
and maybe they'll transition to a bigger game, a more hype game. Um, I don't know. I don't think it will. I lost faith in EA. Um, the only project I think EA has redeemed is the Star Wars Battlefield stuff. Um, yeah. as they've taken out a lot of the problems. Um, but uh, best case scenario, they change, um, you know, game designers and go to like 2K or something. I don't think that's you know they will. No, just because they like the um the familiarity and EA EA's NHL 21 and EA's NHL 22. That's such a you know big uh known uh title and 2K and you know whatever. It's it's not as new to new fans. So. Yep. So I hope um I hope that things do get changed with this game. Uh, there's there's just so much that needs to be taken care of. I don't think they're gonna switch developers, but uh, every year we we hype it up, and every year we expect a new great thing, and we end up you know being let down. And I kind of I, I still buy the game every year anyway, so you know what, what that's I guess that's my fault, but. Um, it's pretty much all we got. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good good stopping point for today. Um, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of NHL 21 talk there, but um, a lot of great things happen in the NHL this week. Uh, we're getting closer to the playoffs. That's always good. Um, the Blackhawks won't be a part of it, but, um, you know, our second favorite teams will. Uh, well, not, okay, yours will. Mine not, mine not. Dallas might not be in there, but Eli likes the Capitals. Let's it's, go it's, Caps. It's second Woo! favorite team. So, um, but yeah, so they're getting closer, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun playoff. Uh, I'm not sure if it's gonna completely take place in the states because um, I'm not sure how that's gonna work. I wonder. I wonder if it's gonna completely take place in the states this year. Um, but that's we'll figure that out later i guess but yeah we're about a month away from the well not a month away we're less than a month away um from the season ending about a month away from the playoffs uh starting so uh yeah but that's pretty much it for today's episode uh not sure if we're gonna have a guest on for episode 12 but uh we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know uh but yeah thanks again this has been episode 11 and uh that's it see you guys <laughs>